and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today, I am once again joined by County Administrator Scott Stevens. Welcome, Scott. Well, hello, Renee. It's good to be back. I, you know, And while it's always nice to see you, you know, we've been doing these Zoom things for what seems like a long time now, but certainly most of the last year. And so my hope is the next one of these we do will be in the same room together. Who, who would have thought that? Uh, fingers crossed. Fingers right. crossed. It's coming. It's coming. I, yeah, I do want to start by thanking you for having me back. It always seems to be a lot going on with the community, and I enjoy trying to share it and certainly would encourage questions. If, if there's something we haven't covered or something people need to know more about, you know, my number is 253-6603. I return calls as they come in, so please uh, call on me if you have questions or, or have some, something of the county that we can help with. Uh, it's summer's here. I mean, there's no doubt it's summertime out. I guess officially it doesn't start till later in June, but the warm weather's here. It feels like summer. Uh, that also brings on the start of hurricane season. As we were discussing, that goes from June 1st to November 30th, which always seems a little long for me, but uh, uh, the experts tell us it can happen in that time. And our, our advice to our residents is to be prepared. Always be able to look after yourself, your family, and your pets. Uh, I think it used to be three days. It seems like that's expanded onto a more of a seven-day period. Uh, but just want to make sure we all have that awareness. And as things get closer, we will bring it up and you'll hear more as we're going into it. But it is the start of hurricane season as of June 1st. So a um, couple of things going on for us, some staffing changes I want to talk about. We've had two at least that will be more visible to the community. First is Eric Peterson was selected as our police chief. Um, he has 26 years with the department, very community-centered. And again, I would encourage you to call on Eric. He would be delighted to talk with you. His number that I've uh, given out other times, 259-5143. And again, 259-5143 for Chief Peterson, who would be happy to, to say hello or come talk to any group or other uh, activity you might have for him. The other individual I'd like to mention is Arlena Fontenleroy. You're going to help me with Fontenleroy. <laughs> Thank you, Renee. Anyway. You're welcome. Our Arlana, who's been with our Parks and Rec uh, Department for over 27 years, she was just selected as our Assistant Director for Parks and Recreation, and we reclassified a position that the board had approved this year so that we can put that succession plan and that step back in place. And I do want to congratulate Arlana. She is uh, really a phenomenal someone, very detailed-oriented, represents us on state associations within Parks and Recreation. And I will tell you in both cases, with the police chief and with the assistant director for Parks and Rec, we had extremely well-qualified candidates that applied for the job. It made the final decision very difficult for the, the uh, panelists that we put together to help in the selection process and then for us as the individuals making that final selection. It's just a real testament to the caliber of employees, their dedication to the community, and then what we have available when we look for our promotion opportunities. So I do want to say thank you to all that apply and congratulations to our two folks that were selected in those two positions. And so feel free to reach out to Eric or Alana and harass either one of those as needed. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be delighted to hear from you. A lot of changes related to COVID in May, almost all of them positive ones. Um, uh, hard to believe, you know, Renee and I talked about vaccines and how to get one in January. You couldn't find one. There wasn't enough. Uh, we did set up a clinic working with York and Williamsburg. I think it was extremely successful. Uh, we closed that clinic. Uh, the last uh, second dose vaccination day was May 14th. I uh, did over 22,000 vaccinations in that clinic. And again, just a real testament to our staff, our volunteers, and the communities working together. And so I want to thank all that were, were very involved in its success because it was really a, a real critical need at the time. Uh, today, uh, we're on the other end of that looking for people to get vaccinated. We have more vaccine today than we have people. Uh, we've come a long way in Virginia and done really well in James City County, but we would continue to encourage those that are sort of on the fence about doing it or not to do it. Uh, it's obvious that the vaccines are working as the case counts are way down and severe cases are way down. 
And so we would just encourage those that are just unsure uh, to do a little more research and then go find a place to be vaccinated. I think that uh, does provide the protection to the community uh, that we hope that it would. And again, your local pharmacies here, almost all of them are offering it. Doctor's offices are offering it. Uh, there is a vaccinefinder.org website that will tell you locations close to you and you can schedule appointments that way. But just would encourage those uh, that are still sort of on the fence to, to reconsider that or do a little more educating to figure out if it's the right thing for you and your family. And as it opens up to children for your children as well. Uh, I think everything capacity limits are being lifted as a Memorial Day weekend. So that should get us back to almost a normal summer. Um, and I would just tell you that in terms of the masking issues, the only areas that I'm aware that still are gonna require maskings in the near term, are our school system, we're still saying anything school related, you've gotta wear masks. So if you're entering school grounds, I think it's outside or inside, uh, follow whatever rules they're promoting, but I think you do still have to wear masks there. So we can't quite toss all the mask out. A lot of medical offices are, are still requiring, and I believe our courts in Williamsburg and James City County are gonna require masking for a, a little while longer. So those are areas that all of us will still be expected to be masked. Outside of that, um, you can wear your mask if you're more comfortable there. The non-vaccinated, those that are still at risk of transmission to one another as much as any, are still asked and really required to wear uh, masks when they're out in the space with their interior restaurants coming in, in buildings and in large crowds. And so would encourage them to do that. And I think most of that will be driven by the honor system. I know that will be the case here in James City County with our employees and the public coming to us, but we certainly ask everybody to do what the CDC and the governor's executive orders are asking of us in trying to keep us all safe and healthy. And, and uh, as we sort of get to what we think is maybe the end of this COVID pandemic. Other than that, you know, I think what we've learned, if nothing else through, or at least I've learned, and I think many others, if you're sick, stay home. You know, don't go out, whether it's a cold or flu or anything else. If you're feeling poorly, most of us have had this mentality that we ought to go to work no matter what. And I think for many of us, uh, the COVID experience has changed that. I know for me, I'll be much more likely uh, in my case, to work from home or stay home when I'm feeling um, not as well. For others that may not have that, that ability to telework, would still encourage you to think of others coming to work when you're not feeling well or sick just isn't a great idea for you or your coworkers. And so we would encourage people to continue to be considerate of others. And regardless of what you think you may have, if you're sick, please don't go into crowded places or come out into the public space. Um, and then I guess the last thing on COVID, uh, we are seeing uh, you know an uptick in, in People in our community, restaurants are filling up. I think that's all good signs. Uh, there was federal money that's come into James City County. The CARES Act funding a year ago was very helpful. We had almost $14 million that the county received. We will spend every dollar of that towards something related um, to COVID or within the CARES Act requirements. Today, we still have close to 4 million, I think right at 3.7 million left to get us through the end of calendar year. Um, 22, or excuse me, 21. So by December, of the end of December of this year, 2021, we will have uh, spent that 3.7 million. And then the American Rescue Plan money, James City County is receiving just under $15 million. We received our first half of that in May. Uh, we will receive our second half of that in May of 2022. Uh, and the guidelines are still coming out of what that can be spent for. It's you know, it can be revenue replacement, it can be some infrastructure, it can be COVID related expenses. And so we will talk with the Board of Supervisors as we look forward to what, how we want to utilize those funds. And our goal will be to spend all of those to the community's benefit based on the direction that our Board of Supervisors gives us. So 
uh, while we're not quite done talking about COVID and the pandemic, I do feel much better uh, this June than I did last June. And I think uh, things will get closer to normal. And uh, I'm really excited about that for individually for myself, but all of us, the community, our businesses, uh, and let us move forward with life and be able to see the folks that we've missed out and not spend as much time with this past year. Um, anything to add, Renee? I know you've been an integral part of all of the discussions related <laughs> to the pandemic and messaging and um, we all are all smiling a lot more these days, so yes, we, we're a pretty sure. optimistic group, but uh, the last year has been hard for a lot of reasons, and mm -hmm. anything that you want to cover with COVID or before I, we move I, on? I think the health department would want folks to know that there are still variants out there, and so it's still key to continue your just basic hygiene, washing your hands, doing the happy birthday song, you know, just, and just being as safe as you possibly can. And it's good, it paid off well for us during this non-existent flu season. And hopefully that is something that will just continue. So keep washing those hands. Well, and I don't wanna give away a secret, but for those, you know, what did come out of this is the Good Morning JCC and the sun with a mask and somebody behind all of that. And of course, Renee was the one behind all of that. Yes. Uh, and uh, you know, I will tell you the comments and sort of folks really seem to appreciate your effort and who knew you were so witty? You know, I didn't know. <laughs> well, I've always known that I'm so witty, but yeah, I've been able to share it more with others. So, well, I'm yeah. sometimes a little slow catching up, but I, I do want to commend you for that. I think that was very well appreciated in the time. Uh, we needed a little of that to, mm -hmm. to help us through some days. And I know some of our community members really expressed their appreciation for that throughout the year. So thank you for that, Renee. Of course. Um, moving on to the May 11th Board of Supervisors regular meeting, um, a number of public hearings. Uh, they did hold a public hearing on a cigarette tax, so that will be something that was passed. It was a, uh, a really a 3-1 vote uh, on that, Ms. Sather uh, had a conflict with the May 11th meeting. Um, it did pass, so it will go into effect September 1st of this year, and it's about a $900,000 annual revenue, so not quite equivalent to one cent on the tax rate, but still a significant uh, uh, revenue source for the county. It's an authority cities have had for a long time. It is authority that was just granted to counties and uh, several legislative sessions back, but we could only implement it beginning July of this year. And so for James City County, that will go into effect as of September 1st. Um, we had a public hearing on local retaining wall on some, to have an ordinance on some additional requirements for retaining walls. Some of our board of supervisor members were concerned with very large walls and then some other walls with some maintenance concerns and who is responsible and trying not to set people up in the future for large expenses or unsafe situations. And so uh, we had an ordinance a few months ago that uh, they heard some uh, comments from the community. Uh, they, they chose to defer action a few months ago, met with some of our designers and builders and really feel like they've come back with a much better ordinance. So I do wanna uh, thank those. I know the board is very appreciative of the input from the community uh, and they did a pass a local retaining wall. So some additional requirements beyond the state code for James City County that I think will serve our community well going forward. We also had a public hearing on amending some of the language in the fire code and there weren't significant changes in the code. It was just trying to better define and to clarify. So when somebody reads the paragraph or paragraphs that they have a better idea of what we're looking for and what the rules are and gives our fire marshal a little better uh, description on how to explain that to our citizens. So nothing significant changing, just better defining what's there. And then they had six public hearings for learning colleges or trailers for several of our elementary schools uh, to be in place this fall to help with really the expected spacing requirements to get all of our kids back in school. And so not to, to meet future growth needs, it was really trying to make sure we had space within the classrooms for kids to sit, I believe three foot apart 
and then also have a little smaller class size at some to help kids uh, in terms of a little better instruction next year, maybe catching up some at the elementary level. Um, and then the final thing that uh, occurred uh, at the May 11th meeting that uh, adopting the county's uh, fiscal year 22 budget, that's a $224.5 million budget. Uh, it runs July 1st of this year to June 30th of 2022. Uh, some of the highlights we've shared before, there is no property tax increase, real or personal. They did add the cigarette tax, as I mentioned before. Our budget looks smaller. Uh, it's not, so I don't want to mislead people. The, the $224 million is less than the budget we adopted a year ago. But the two reasons for that are the JCSA, which is a separate entity from us, used to be within the county's budget. They have now been removed. And then the sales tax for education, which was an eight to $12 million revenue source, used to come to the county. We immediately sent it to the school. This year, we have changed that so that it, the schools are getting it directly beginning in fiscal year 22. And so it looks like the schools are getting less money from James City County. That is not the case. They are getting the same amount. Actually, they're getting a million and a half dollar more from James City County. They're just receiving the state the school sales tax for education directly versus it coming through the county. So uh, only other thing I'd mentioned within the budget is there is a 3% raise for all county employees. I think that is certainly in line with what's going on with our region and allows us to continue to retain and attract employees. And again, that, that's salaries and benefits are always a discussion and always competition. In some areas, I think we do very well. In other areas, we're really struggling to, to attract some of uh, that outside talent that we need here. So we'll, there'll be more discussion as we go forward in time on how do we work through some of those kinds of issues. And uh, as minimum wage increases, we'll have more of that kind of conversation uh, in the coming year so that we can uh, share with our board and the community what that means for us. Uh, I would offer to anybody, our budget is on the website. So if you want to go to our website, uh, our FY22 budget is there. If you have questions about it, we are happy to answer those or wonder why we do this or why we don't do that. Uh, the board did put more money into transportation so we can sort of fund some of those. The board is very concerned about litter pickup, very concerned about mowing and appearances along our main uh, corridors. And so there is a significant amount of funding within the budget and a lot of effort on staff side of sort of focusing that and try to do better with litter pickup. And you know, I would encourage everybody not to litter uh, like Peg Borman does at all of our meetings. Uh, but I also know we've got to pick it up because there's just some that's going to come out accidentally. Unfortunately, there's a lot that's thrown intentionally. And when we clean a stretch of road today, in a few weeks, it needs it again. So we've got to put more effort and we are working uh, to do that both with VDOT, both with our local jail, trying to get more inmates out, pick it up and have their labor to help take our money further and have a better return for the community. So a lot of, a lot of activity behind that. And certainly our board is very supportive and wants to make this uh, James City County look the best it can at all times. So we're working hard to do that. Uh, at their May 25th meeting, um, the board had a number of things they considered. I will say they did want to commend, and they did, the AAR, AARP tax aid volunteers that work with our library, and we want to say thank you. You know, We have a ton of volunteers in our community that do a lot of great things and are really appreciated. And even through the COVID pandemic, we had uh, this group of volunteers helping others uh, get their taxes submitted. So we, want, we did recognize or the board did, and we want to thank them for that. We had a facilities master plan update we had talked about before. We went through a space needs study uh, a year or two ago, presented those findings to the board, said that we currently need a significant amount of additional space for the county employees we have today, and then looking out uh, to the next 20 years to carry us to 2040. So this facilities master plan process is looking at all county facilities and saying, okay, if you need more space, how much is it by location? And what's 
an obvious choice. Do you expand the building you're in? Do you build a new building or do you go somewhere else? And so the board did hear about an hour long presentation on that, looking at some options for all of our county facilities. And we'll have some more discussion on that. None of, none of the decisions commit us to money or commit us to doing it. It just lays out a plan for how we look over the next 20 years to meet the needs of our community and have the employees and staffing in place um, to meet that need as we're at additional residents uh, and have been serving our current residents. There was some conversation about will teleworking and those kinds of things change the need for government office space? And the answer is maybe. Uh, we're having those discussions as well. I think there'll be some component to local governments and teleworking going forward. What that really means in terms of our office space needs, I'm just not sure. And so we will have some more conversations before we're committed to any significant dollar amounts. The, the facilities master plan is just a plan. It's not the actual project that builds something. And so we'll have those discussions as we, we wrap that up. The other plan that's been ongoing uh, pre-pandemic and then through has been our comprehensive plan update. It really tries to shape what we're gonna look like going forward. It, it at least put, provides guidance to what type of development we wanna see where within our community. And the, the Board of Supervisors held a joint meeting with our planning commission members uh, at, at their May 25th meeting. They had a, a little more than a three hour discussion, which is a long time, but uh, covered a lot of ground, a, a lot of topics there. And certainly what, what we heard from the community is preserve the rural character um, and try to uh, limit growth in areas. And so there is those kind of discussions and um, a lot of good conversation there with our planning commission members. I do wanna thank our planning commissioner and board of supervisors both. They have got hours and hours and hours deliberating, listening to the community and trying to come up with uh, regulations and rules within our, and guidance within our uh, comp plan that will pr provide for what we wanna see in the years to come. And so. Uh, the Planning Commission is holding a public hearing on the uh, proposed changes to the comp plan uh, at their June 24th meeting. And then the Board of Supervisors are slated to hold a public hearing at their July 13th me meeting on the comp plan as well. So there's still opportunity for public input, uh, but I do wanna thank all those that have participated even during the pandemic. And uh, I think we'll have a very uh, good document coming out of that to provide guidance for the staff in the coming years. On the consent agenda for the May 25th meeting, uh, a number of items, but two that I thought would be of interest to the community. Uh, credit card convenient fees, we have suspended those during the pandemic. We've really done them in six months increments using CARES Act funding. Uh, total credit card fees in a year's time are close to $800,000. So it's an ex a significant expense to the county or to you as the resident if you're paying it directly. But suspending those fees last year allowed us to do more, more remote payments. Um, and so it was encouraged, which we did. And our Board of Supervisors approved that. We were able to use CARES Act money last year. As I mentioned earlier, we still have a balance of CARES Act money that's good to the end of 2021. So with that, the board did approve the extension of credit card fees, uh, convenience fees, uh, that the county will pay those using the CARES Act funding through the end of December, 2021. And then we'll discuss it in December again of what do we do going forward? And is there the benefit of uh, allowing people to pay without the fee and the county covering that? Is that something we do going forward? So more discussion, but at least for the next six or seven months that is still uh, suspended for residents um, and the county will cover that cost. And then the other contract that was awarded was a solid waste study. It's in excess of $100,000. So it's a fairly comprehensive study, but we've had a lot of conversation over the years with our board and at least input from some community members that would like to see the county in the solid waste business, meaning we do better garbage pickup or we do garbage pickup at residents' home, whether that's the study will look at, would we do just containers? Would we do bulk service? Will we do uh, woody debris, leaf and limb uh, and appliances and all those kinds of things. So this study will be going for the next several months. 
with the idea of reporting out in the fall. And there'll be plenty of opportunity for public input. So I would encourage if you have an opinion on that, should the county get in it? Yes or no, that's certainly a first question. And then if we're in it, what should we do? Is it a requirement for all? Is it just within our primary service area? Do we get into neighborhoods that have an HOA that's already contracted for those services? Those are all questions we've got to work through. And then again, the more people we have being part of this, the cheaper the unit costs. So if you make it a requirement for all um, developed properties in the county, it will be at a lower price to all of us. If you make it optional, then those that choose to opt in, it will be a more expensive cost. So it's one of those things we've got to, the board wants to talk through what seems to be right for James City County and its residents going forward. So more to come on that, I'm sure. And I think, Renee, for the board meetings, that's the highlights of both of them. They were um, a lot going on in both. And again, that we, we've continued, or the board has continued the business of the county throughout the pandemic. But I will tell you, with the Planning Commission uh, being mostly in person, it was it was nice to have a boardroom almost full again. I mean, we weren't packed, but it was certainly as full as we've been in a long time. And we had some community members attend, but I would tell you we're here. And again, if, if we have residents that want to know, can they come back to a board meeting? The answer is yes. Uh, we discouraged it early last summer. We encouraged it in small numbers through the fall. And, and I will tell you, come June, we are really back to if you want to come um, and listen or come and participate, we certainly would like to have you back with our in, in Building F with us in the boardroom. Whew. All right. Outside of that. <laughs> That's a lot. That seems to be a lot. Right? I told you we might be a little longer today. <laughs> uh, one project that's been pretty visible that has slowed down considerably or hadn't had a lot of work from the outside has been our marina project. I want to tell you I'm real excited about the project. Definitely was needed. We had some on-site soil conditions that were worse than that created some delays. We had done a, our engineers had done some soil sampling and we believed we had a good solution for addressing it. When our contractor got there and tried to do the work, it just didn't work as designed. And so we, we lost a few months trying to figure out the path forward, working with our contractor and with our designer. Uh, we moved from a living shoreline that was gonna extend out 10 or 15 feet uh, and have more of a slope to it and have plant life to more of a rock revetment. And the rock revetment is just rock facing that sort of protects the existing shoreline. So it won't be um, quite as far out. It won't have the slope, but it will protect uh, the marina side or the, the, the land side of the marina. Uh, most of that will be in the area of the boat slips where they used to be. That's where the rock from the boat ramp back to where the boat slips were. Uh, the contractor has completed most of the bulkhead that was from the boat ramp going the other way to the cover boat slip. So there is progress there. It's just a little slower than we had anticipated. And that's really due to the soil conditions. I think the rock revetment will get built in June. So I think our community will start seeing a lot more activity at the marina in terms of the construction. I still think we'll get the road paved, the lighting, the sidewalks, those kinds of things. There's been a lot of progress, a lot of underground work from electrical that's occurred and some water services that have occurred. And then the boat uh, slips uh, back in this fall. So while the project is running behind, it still um, will should be completed in the coming three to six months. Then we just ask for the community's patience. I think you will be very pleased when it is finished. Uh, it's certainly a well-utilized area and uh, really excited about the changes ongoing out there and uh, all the activity around the water. I think our residents uh, have really enjoyed that and will enjoy the improvements once they're finished. So beyond that, as I said earlier, uh, the community's busy again. If you've been out at restaurants, they're there. I called our VDOT representative and said, hey, the traffic's backing up at this signal. What's going on? And he, he said, you know, Scott, that's 
it's similar to what it was a year and a half ago. And I think mm -hmm. he's right. I think uh, we've had a year where there hasn't been as many people in the community. There hasn't been as much traffic. And so I think this summer is going to be a, a more quote normal summer, which is good for a lot of reasons and bad for a few. Sometimes the traffic's the bad side of that. Uh, but I am happy for our business community, for our, our residents here. Um, and again, I just encourage you to get out, be safe. Uh, and enjoy the summer. Again, call on us if needed. We're always here for help. And again, my name, my, my number, 253-6603. Uh, I've got Renee laughing a lot today, so I need to work on my, <laughs> my script a little better. But anyway, uh, uh, we, are, we are here to help and answer your questions and try to do what the, is in the best interest of our residents here in James City County. So Renee, with that, I think I'll turn it back over to you and see what else you think we should say. I, once again, you've absolutely covered everything. Um, I am looking forward to this month. June is going to be fantastic. And we will, hopefully, the next time we get together, it's going to be in the same room, like you've said. And I also think I'll probably bring back the getting to know you questions. So just fair warning on that. We Well, great. I always seem to do so well at that, right? <laughs> well, you do. You do. I'm always impressed. So I'll bring those back, too. So that should be a lot of fun. All right. Anything else? You know, I think that does it. I say folks enjoy out the weather, enjoy the summer, be safe and call on us if needed. Yep. And wash your hands. Yeah, we're still doing that. So that's, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, thank you so much, Scott. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go online and subscribe. That way you'll be sure to never miss an episode. And when you're online, also go to our webpage. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to be able to find a form where you can give us show ideas, input, feedback. We would love to hear from you. So once again, thank you so much. And we will talk with you next week. Mm -hmm.